Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. We are off and running on a Thursday. Busy, busy Thursday um, scheduled for you. Got some uh, some good Sooners talk happening and also some Oklahoma State as well. It's all It all involves uh, uh, Big 12 talk. And uh, Barry Trammell, the uh, columnist of the Oklahoman, will join us right at 420. And then later in the program, about 515 today, we will have the uh, Baylor's director of athletics, Mac Rhodes, will be on with us. And lots to, uh, lots to discuss with Mac. You know, winning a Big 12 title. Uh, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the uh, programs are, are doing well. Um, as, we, uh, as we speak, Aaron, I know I was monitoring... I was about to go to ESPNU. Uh, I was was trying to keep up with what the volleyball Baylor volleyball team was up to, and uh, they had a, they were in a battle earlier today. So we'll get you the we'll get the update on that, Aaron. That's uh, by the way, right there at the studio. Get that thing over to ESPNU. I'm watching as we speak. Oh, good, good. Give me the give me the uh, give me the latest because I was sitting here trying to uh, uh, watch it on my phone and was uh, getting some slow service here. What uh, what what are, what's it look like, or how are the Bears up? How are the Bears doing? Bears are up two sets to one in the fourth set. They trail Minnesota nineteen to seventeen. Ooh, ooh, Minnesota. Okay, and what do we, Aaron? A little number by Minnesota's name. What uh, what kind of seed are we talking about with the uh, with the Gophers? They are the twelve seed. So. Okay, so. Obviously, the Bears expected to take care of business, but uh, have at least dropped one set, and you don't want to go to a split situation with this with the Minnesotans. All right, they play a good brand of volleyball. From what I can tell, Aaron, last year, of course, Kentucky won it all, and Baylor made, made the sensible choice to go take one of Kentucky's best players. And now Brian Skinner's daughter is uh, playing for the Bears to go along with Yossi, uh, Presley and that and and some of that bunch. That's a good good team. So uh, we'll have a lot to talk to Mac about, and uh, we got a lot of good news on the Baylor front today. I uh, got some uh, AP, got some AP things that are happening. Some uh, AP All American type uh, situations that are breaking out. Yesterday we talked about the athletic. The good news is the Associated Press named. Dave Aranda, Big 12 Coach of the Year. And, you know, that, to me, that's a sensible choice. I, You know, Gundy's been really good over the years. And they were thought to be the second or third best team of the conference this year. And But but the winner of the the Big 12 championship and the guy who took the team from 2-7 and seven to 10-2 and two, or 11-2 uh, deserves, uh, deserves the proverbial – uh, uh, nod and good for Associated Press for doing that. I also think that uh, 
Jalen Petrie's name ended up there. And also on that Associated Press, Aaron, while we're giving out awards, I noticed that uh, Terrell Bernard was was, uh, uh, a a semifinalist for the Comeback Player of the Year. And he had a bad uh, injury last year with the uh, shoulder and was able to bounce back from it and have a tremendous season this year. So Comeback Play of the Year semifinalist. And Aaron, as I understand it, a lot of these uh, awards will be announced on the ESPN award show tonight at around, uh, I think, about 6 o'clock. They're going to have that show on uh, ESPN, and they'll give out a lot of these things. Comeback player of the year. Uh, the uh, oh, They'll have the their coach of the year. I think I saw the Home Depot. Now, it's sponsored by Home Depot, that show. I think I saw the Home Depot Coach of the Year. Fickle's already been named as that. Luke Fickle from Cincinnati. But, uh, of course, uh, Dave Aranda is uh, one of the folks up for the Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year Award. And I think think he really, really uh, deserves that. So lots lots of good stuff to get into. If you're a Sooners fan or even if you don't care for the Sooners, I would say 420 is a good time to listen up because Barry Trammell has a great understanding of that program and what this all means with their new uh, the, with their new head coach, Brent Venables. And then the hiring, it looks like they're going to hire Jeff Levy as their offensive coordinator. So a lot of good information will come, and uh, he does a tremendous job. And then get all your questions ready. In fact, if you want to ask some right now, we may just use one of your questions, okay? I like to give you credit, too. If, if you have one that's really good, I'm going to say, hey, Mac, we have one from Dave in Woodway or Linda out in Elmont. Aaron, everything's Elmont with me. Did you notice, uh, did you notice the uh, there's a big-time coach building a house out in Elmont? She's gone. She, I heard that in an of, interview yeah. yesterday, yeah. Yeah, yeah, how about that? That was uh, – that would be uh, Nikki Collin, the uh, the head coach for the Baylor Bears, Nikki Collin. And um, Bears took care of Alcorn State. We knew that was going to happen. And I think uh, yesterday, that was a yesterday, like a morning-type game, 11 a.m. Aaron, if you really want a big crowd at a game, what you do is you kind of play one at about 11 a.m. on a Wednesday. All right? And just kind of see who shows up. That's when you really want to test out your students and everybody. That would have been a good uh, study break to just get out there and watch some college basketball. I did notice, Aaron, I think I sent this to you, and you feel free to bring this up again in Campus Confidential, that Nikki Collin, who has her weekly appearance with us, has decided she's going to go sit in the bear pit. That could be a dangerous place. The bear pit is kind of the student um, uh, rooting section for the men's team, and I, I assume the women's team as well, but the men, you know, the bear pit, they go kind of crazy. They got a spot kind of behind the rim back there. Aaron, have you ever have you ever ventured into the bear pit during a basketball game, or have you at least witnessed the bear pit? Oh, I've seen it many times, yeah. I've never been in it, but I've seen it a lot of times. You remember the guy with the beard that used to sit over there with that big inflatable, that huge uh, – I don't know what to call that. Is that like a like a foam hat that he wore? 
I always thought he was kind of the, the mayor of the of the bear pit. Do you know what I'm talking about, Aaron? Do you remember that guy? I think he had kind of a red beard. What is that guy's name? I, he might have even for a while worked for Baylor. And then somehow I think somebody else hired him. If anybody's listening and you know who I'm trying to think of, uh, text me his name. I like that guy. Uh, 254-662-1660. And Aaron, he was kind of the, he was the ringleader of the bear pit. Now, <laughs> when I was in school, uh, they, uh, I, the bear pit was something else. They called them, I'm almost certain this was the name, Cavemen for Christ. Aaron, <laughs> Cave, that's a very Baylor name. But uh, which is fine. I, I, I appreciate the, the worship experience that they had there at the basketball games. But they were known as Cavemen for Christ. And if I thought enough about it, I might be able to remember some of those folks. Some of them still listen to us to this day. Um, I want to say one of them was named Doug Kofer. Doug was about 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, had great wingspan, great height, but he, he was not able to uh, use it on the court, but what he used it for, he was one of the bigger Baylor fans of, of the time when I was in school, and I think he was in my grade. I know he was, and he was, you know, Aaron. Some of us kind of, kind of moved on with our lives. I went to law school, um, then decided maybe that wasn't for me. Kofer would still bring out the Baylor line jersey from time to time, and uh, always appreciated somebody that was that into things. And Doug Kofer will probably be right in the middle of that whole Sugar Bowl crowd. Now, speaking of Sugar Bowl, we're going to have tremendous coverage of the Sugar Bowl. And um, I'm very excited about what we're going to offer in in ways of coverage. Uh, Tom Barfield has spearheaded this. I've helped Tom. I don't know if he would call it help. But just along the way, I've given him (laughs) some feedback on kind of what I think we ought to be doing. And um, uh, we got some rooms. We're ready to go, and I think we're set up. We're going to maybe have kind of a radio road-type experience. And um, and then that Office of Baylor Alumni, they'll do a big tailgate show, and we'll be right in the middle of it. We'll be, you know, it'll be, it'll feature us. Now, what I've noticed when Baylor, Aaron, kind of highlights their game day experience, they always say the, they always kind of highlight the Baylor alumni, the part like where John Morris and Derek and those guys take over at 9 o'clock in the morning for an 11 a.m. game. I really don't feel like they give us our due, the ESPN Central Texas guys. So I, I want Baylor to be – Aaron, I want Baylor to be proud of us, okay? We're the flagship station. So I want them to uh, I want them to play us up and feature us. Aaron, do you think this will help if I just kind of call them out for it? I think that will help. The, I think it will help kind of take care of things. But uh, we'll have a great experience, and that kickoff is late. I, I keep seeing 845. Maybe that's an Eastern time that start on that. So it's probably 745 Central kick, the Sugar Bowl game, which means we'll be on at three, starting at 345. And that'll be that's Mo, the Mosley show, that's the Barfield show, and that's the Lark show. All right, I don't know if we call it any of that, but we, that's kind of what we and, – and, Aaron, there's so many game-time experiences. I think that thing's called Game Day Live. Does that sound familiar to you? Does that sound like yes. something you might – Okay, good. Good, Aaron. <laughs> Just want to make sure you're cool with that. All right, um, it is time for our schmaltzes, our sh- 
Schmaltz trivia question of the week. You win two free sandwiches to Schmaltz's. I'll throw in a drink. Just tell him Mosley said I could put a drink on, on his tab, and I'll pay for your drink. Because, it, it, I, I honestly, Nelson Rue and I talked yesterday. Nelson will cover the drink, the chips, the whole shebang. Nelson's great. He's been doing it for many, many years. Two great locations, one on Valley Mills, one in downtown. I went to the downtown location yesterday, right over there on, I think we'll call that 6th Street. There's a lot of those streets that are being worked on right now, so be careful going down there. I kind of like to I kind of like to make my way across on, like, say, Franklin, and then, well, you can only go one way on one of those streets. Anyway, you, you get down to 6th, and, and go ahead and take a left, even though they don't really want you to. And you can pull up. There's some work going on down there, but you can pull up right in front. And, and you know, what they've done to the highway is, pit, you know, it's just awful. They've screwed up all our lives in Central Texas. And they do it to businesses, too. I'm sorry, Dot or whoever's doing all this, the city of Waco. Sorry. Love, love all you guys. You're good folks. But, you're, you know, when you do this for long periods of time, it, it impacts businesses, right? And so, but Schmaltz is so good that people will literally leave their cars out on 35 and walk to Schmaltz. That's how good it is. And uh, yesterday I had the Schmaltz. And forgot to say no olives, but honestly, the olives tasted fine, even though I'm not an olives guy. Uh, I, uh, the Schmaltz it has everything I need. And then I got the uh, mustard potato salad. And they use the same people for their mustard potato salad that, uh, that I think uh, Vtex uses. I've, I've always really liked that, that particular style of, of uh, potato salad. So um, here's the trivia question. Mac Rhodes is, I, I think, the only current AD who has hired three coaches who have played in New, York, uh, New, Year's, six, um, New Year's Six Bowl games. He's the only athletic director in the country, okay, and he'll be on with us later today at 515. Name the three coaches that he's hired who have played in New New Year's Six bowl games. Now, here's how you do it. If you know the answer, 254-662-1660. Again, that's 254-662-1660. 1660 and the 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 two of them you're going to get quickly okay if you can't get those like come on come on but the third you might have to think for a minute even Aaron earlier today had to kind of think it over just a little bit before he had that one if you know the answer again 254-662-1660 to win two free sandwiches at Schmaltz's and um, this is a deal where you just come by the station, we give you the coupons, and then you're just off to get your deal. And, and the great thing is I think you could you get one sandwich one time and then go back and, and get the other sandwich another time. It's just, just kind of maybe turn it into t- a two-lunch type program, okay? Aaron, are, are, we, are we close? Do we, have, do we have any correct answers? Uh, what are we, how are we looking so far? Again, it's we have 254. A oh, we do. Wow, you guys are so fast. 254-662-1660. You, you enter, you win. Aaron, do we have a name of the winner, or do we just have a number so far? Randy Threadgill. Ooh, I like that name. 
We've got some friends named the Threadgills. Randy Threadgill. I'm trying to think if I know Randy. Uh, Randy right here in the greater central Texas area. Randy, congratulations. Good one. Good one. Okay, people are like, what are the answer? What's the answer, Mosley? Um, Aaron, why don't you give us the answer? Oh, Aaron's, Aaron's doing things right now. The answer is um, Dave Aranda, obviously, because they're going to a New York Six, Six Bowl uh, this year. Matt Rule, okay, he would be the second coach involved, and Matt Rule took, took Baylor to the Sugar Bowl. And you're thinking, well, wait, who else has he hired that's been to a New Year's Six Bowl? None other than Tom Herman at the University of Texas. Now you say, well, wait, wh where did Mac hire him? He hired him to be the coach at the University of Houston. And, uh, and, and obviously, obviously the rest is history. Mac then came to, went to Mizzou and then to Baylor. And then uh, when he was already at Baylor is when Texas went and made the uh, change and hired, um, they hired Tom Herman away from the University of Houston. So pretty cool stuff there. And uh, we'll have Mac Rhodes on with us again at 5.15 today. All right, Matt Mosley show, Aaron Sexton alongside. We continue to roll Barry Trammell the uh, celebrated columnist from the Oklahoman to talk about the Sooners. That's next. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Increasing clouds and mild conditions tonight. Lows fall to 64 degrees. Clouds to start the day tomorrow. Otherwise, clearing skies 84 degrees to high, and that will be a record high. Front moves across the area late Friday into Saturday, so much cooler on Saturday, but sunny and a high of 58. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. It was that tweet that I sent out of Lincoln Riley kicking a field goal to make it 66-33 at the end of that game against Baylor in 2018. Aaron, that thing has now been shared close to 6,000 times. Through various sources, I understand now that uh, Matt Rule enjoyed the tweet. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. Feel like you're missing out on the fiesta? Well, you don't have to. La Fiesta is hiring. Come join the family-owned and operated Best Mexican Restaurant in Waco, home of the famous Purple Margarita and famous Chili Con Queso. Join the La Fiesta family today. Great money and flexible with your schedule. Call us today at 254-292-2411 or come by 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. You can also apply online at lafiesta.com. Be a part of the La Fiesta family. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. 
The one stop for all your farm and ranch supplies is McGregor General Store. They are an official Perina dealer. When it's time to buy feed for all your animals, including dogs, cats, and exotic pets, McGregor General Store also boasts a clothing line for your family that is fresh, modern, and in demand. You'll find the brands you want at prices you'll love, including boots from Ariat and Twisted Edge, shoes from Hey Dude, and clothing from Huey, Wrangler, Rock and Roll, and Cinch. Go buy and see Courtney, Amy, and the gang at McGregor General Store on Highway 84 in McGregor. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. I'm Joe Kaleo with Kaleo Wealth Management. I love what I do. Every day I have the chance to help people chart a path toward their financial goals and pursue their dreams. We build relationships with each client and enjoy seeing how they appreciate there's someone working just as hard as they are to help meet their objectives. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby said Wednesday there have been preliminary discussions with NCAA's Football Oversight Committee and in coaching circles about possibly changing the early signing period for recruiting. Oklahoma has finalized a deal with Jeff Levy to be the Sooners' new offensive coordinator that will make him one of the highest paid coordinators in college football. Thursday night football has the Steelers and the Vikings 720 kickoff on Fox. High school football tonight, Lorena taking on Laga Vista in Georgetown with a 7 o'clock kickoff, and Marlin and Holly in Weatherford, also a 7 o'clock kickoff. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas at Baylor Volleyball right now. Two sets apiece. Minnesota trying to take down the Gophers, and that thing has gone a little uh, a little further than uh, than we thought was going to happen. Barry Tramble joining us now, the uh, columnist from the Oklahoman. And Barry, I tried to kind of wait a couple of days to see perhaps if things would. Uh, Things had calmed down there in Norman, uh, although, you know, now, of course, you hire a new coach, and then the next excitement is, okay, who's the coordinator's going to be? Now, we've been hearing Jeff Levy for a while. We know about him uh, because, obviously, he's Art Briles' uh, son-in-law. But uh, I, is, the, uh, is the, I guess, the shock and, the, and all the stuff from, uh, uh, all the stuff with Lincoln Riley's departure has been now replaced by the excitement over a new head coach is the is the sooner nation is have you uh, does it feel like everybody has is uh, pretty much signed off and is excited about this uh, head coaching hire 
Yeah, you know, they went through the seven stages of grief pretty quick. Um, <laughs> a lot quicker than usual. So I don't even know what they are, but they went through them all. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's a good way of putting it. They've really they've gone from anger and, and uh, uh, mystery and, and wondering what the heck's going on to really uh, a great deal of excitement. And, uh, as you said, new blood always gets everybody fired up. So uh, particularly offensive. Everybody wants a new offensive coordinator, and uh, that wasn't ever going to happen with Lincoln Riley since he didn't have one. So, you know, now they're, they're, they're going to get a new offensive coordinator. It looks, certainly looks like it's Jeff Levy. He's telling everybody that. Uh, Ole Miss thinks that. He's told them he's leaving. So, um, waiting on OU to officially announce it. But it'll be a it'll be a, a, a sea change for the Sooners. Seven years of Lincoln Riley's offense, and now they're going to they're going to have a defensive coach and somebody else running the offense. Yeah, uh, it is going to be interesting. It, it does seem like. Uh... Uh, Venables, you know, will run things differently. I, I've, I've been reading some of the media comments about uh, about maybe the way Lincoln did things and maybe Venables. You know, there's always hope among the media. Oh, maybe this guy's going to give us more access and we'll get to talk to more players and that kind of thing. It, your, your memories of Venables, been a while since he was there. But, I mean, you obviously got to know him when he was in Norman. Did you are, – are you surprised – that Venables waited as long as he has to become a head coach? Uh, or did it not surprise you? Because obviously he's had uh, some opportunities along the way. Yeah, it surprised me he waited this long because he, he turned down some pretty good jobs along the way. Uh, most recently Auburn last year. Auburn's a really good job. That's a top 20 job, and you might argue that it's a top 15. We'd have to make a list. So um, there's things not to like about Auburn. Primarily, their fans are crazy, and you're in the state with Nick Saban. But it's still a really good job. He turned down his alma mater, Kansas State. You know, Kansas State's a good, solid place. You can win a lot of games at K-State. It looks like he turned down Texas Tech back in the day. Uh, Miami, those are, those are solid places. And he, at some point, I got to thinking, I don't know if he's ever going to I don't know if he's ever going to take the plunge, but of course he was never offered a job like Oklahoma. So um, any question about what, what he was waiting on, I think have been answered, which is he had a heck of a life at Clemson. He's making a ton of money, 2.5 million. He's got great defenses. They got great pedigree. They're in a conference they can dominate. And so I think he said, you know what? I got a pretty good life. I'm going to wait till the, not just a good job, but a great job comes along. And if it doesn't, I'm okay with it. And then, lo and behold, one of those jobs came along. What What did uh, Bob Stoops, when, when they parted ways, remind me what happened uh, there? Did he encourage Venables to, to look elsewhere? Obviously, like you said, he, he ended up getting a great gig and then became, uh, basically, I think, the highest-paid coordinator in the country, at one point at least, he was he was that way. Um, what was there? What was the parting at OU like uh, back in the day with, with yeah. Stoops? Because a Stoops brother was involved. If I uh, I think Mike was involved at, at one point. Yeah, it's very strange. You know, OU in, in 2009, OU had a great defense, but they had all the offensive injuries and didn't have a good year. In 10. They had a, a good, solid defense and won the Big 12. In 11, the defense was dropped a little bit. 
they were in great shape still. They were they were in the playoff hunt, the two-team playoff hunt, uh, the week before Thanksgiving. And then Robert Griffin decided to win the Heisman Trophy with that with that uh, touchdown pass there at the end of the uh, of the game in Waco. So uh, a week later, the Cowboys lit them up and won the Big Twelve. So it the season ended a little bit shakily, and you know at that point, Mike Stoops had coached Arizona for seven and a half years. He'd been he got fired, and Bob decided to bring Mike back and and name him co-coordinator along with Brent, which is what they were the first time together. The difference was. The first time, Mike was the coordinator, and Brent was sort of the apprentice. And they st- they didn't they didn't fight. They didn't get a. They didn't. There was no rift. Just sort of a weird situation. And at some point, Dabo Swinney called called Brent Venables and said, "Listen, how about this? I'm going to be my coordinator." And and Brent got some career advice and decided that spreading his wings would, would probably help his career, and he decided that was, with Mike coming back, is a pretty good time to to try something new. And he went to Clemson, and, of course, it just worked famously, just fabulously. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the Stoops brothers weren't upset with him. They understood. They, they wanted him to stay, but they realized it was an awkward situation no matter how it went. When Clemson beat OU in the 2015 uh, semifinals, the Orange Bowl, I was actually walking with Bob and Mike after the game and uh, chatting. And, and at one point, Bob said, oh, I forgot. we got to go find Brent. And they went out on the field and found Brent out there. He, I think he's with his family or something and had a big embrace. And, you know, you could tell they were really happy for him. He'd just beaten them, but they were happy yeah. for his success. So they've always been close, yeah. always been tight. It just was an awkward deal back in 2011. Yeah, I think now you know my my memory's kicking in. I think I think Venables was helped by the fact that uh, Kevin Still, the former Baylor head coach, was at Clemson and had given up 60 or 70 points in one of those bowl games or something. You remember? And they yeah. ran him out West of Virginia. there. Yeah, West Virginia, <laughs> 70 to 33 in the Orange Bowl. <laughs> Exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think who that would have been. That was pre. That was that pre Geno. Was that pre Geno? No, that's Geno pre- Smith. That's Geno Smith. Gino. Remember, everybody in the Big Twelve got their eyes got as big as saucers, thinking these guys are coming into the Big Twelve. They're gonna, they're gonna kill us all. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Back in the day, and uh, boy, uh, that was that was an interesting time. Uh, talking to uh, Barry Trammell from the Oklahoman uh, and has covered this and covered it extremely well at a wild uh, time there. Well, you were also up at that Big 12 title game the other day. We got to talk beforehand. Uh, what, a, what a wild ending that was. Barry, now that you've seen everything play out, what do you think they would have done had that kid gotten in the end zone uh, uh, and McVay wasn't able to string that thing out and oh, – and, uh, and Gundy and OSU win that game. What do you think would have happened uh, with the uh, with the the Final Four? I think OSU would have gotten in. Now, with that said, most of my colleagues around the nation and whatnot, they think Cincinnati would have got in, and they might be right. I'm not claiming I know. I just know that you know, judging by past. Uh, past decisions, 
They're predisposed to the Power Five, and OSU would have been a strong candidate. I mean, if OSU wins that game, they got two wins over Baylor, a top-10 team, and then they'd have another one over Oklahoma, a top-15 team, and that's a pretty good resume. What was to Iowa State in Ames in which, you know, a spot late in the game while they're driving a fourth-down spot comes up an inch or two short. OSU, by the way, two losses this year, both literally by inches. Uh, so I think you can sit in that in that committee room and say, this is a really good team, and I think somebody would have said it. Would that have been enough to, to jump them past Cincinnati? I don't know. But I sort of think so if you look back at, at what people have done in the past. Did you – we were so focused on Baylor, obviously, because that's the team we cover. Um, did Gundy catch any uh, any flack for um, – uh, for the way he handled that game, obviously they were uh, had some red zone issues, and then he had a decision to make down there whether to go ahead and and go for it or make it twenty one sixteen. What was the uh, what was kind of the fallout from it? Yeah, there's people. A few people have questioned that field goal. I thought it was a good move though, because here's the deal: if you if if you go for it, you know. It, Getting is it's still only a twenty five percent chance uh, of uh, of getting to, uh, of winning in overtime because if you score you score a touchdown it's a it's fifty fifty on a two point conversion actually for OSU is about ten percent chance of making a two point conversion in that game and then in overtime you're fifty fifty so I thought the field goal was the right move and I think the way the game played out it showed it was the right move uh, his offense. Uh, Gundy and his staff have drawn a lot of flack for the lack of for the lack of uh, ingenuity on the goal line. You know, they ran 14 plays, first and goal, and wow. uh, and didn't didn't score. Let's see, they scored uh, on uh, one of them, and yeah. they had seven plays from the two or in, didn't score a touchdown on any of the seven. Uh, on those 14 plays, they ran uh, five passes and nine runs. None of the runs were Spencer Sanders, and he's a pretty mobile quarterback. He can get things done. I would, I'd like to have seen him move the quarterback a little bit, but who knows? Heck, Baylor's yeah. defense was so good at the goal line. I don't know if anything would have worked. I didn't have any great ideas for him. I actually thought the last play was a pretty good, pretty good play where the guy jumps outside. Yeah, he's just not quite the speed tailback that that you need he's more of a versatile just sort of a jack-of-all-trade guy with you know the starting tailback was out Jalen Warren so uh you know they it's just just a series of unfortunate situations but Baylor made a great play Baylor just played great defense the nose guard dominated the game and then those guys on the perimeter and in the back end made a bunch of plays and you know Baylor deserved to win they made the plays yeah uh Barry Trammell last thing I have for you from the Oklahoma and Lebby, uh, was it Baylor? Obviously, he's been at Ole Miss. Isn't it interesting how Art Bryles, and for obvious reasons, and, and I, I think a lot of people would say valid reasons, his career is pretty much over. And yet everybody on his staff got to go on, you know, with their lives and, and coaching and all that kind of thing. I mean, I I, I can't even – and maybe I'm wrong because you're the one plugged in there. Has, has Lebby's – the fact that he's Art's – Son-in-law, does that even come up at all? Or is it, is it just kind of like, hey, this guy's a great 
offensive mind. We're glad to have him. Let's bring it on in here. Is that yeah. even uh, is that even part yeah. of the, the equation? It is. Call, it is. Um, it has come up. Hasn't been addressed by OU. Um, I can tell you, my colleague Jenny Carlson has a column coming out in the morning. They're probably on, maybe online right now, for all I know, saying, "Hey, OU, what exactly are you doing?" Um, so it is going to be a question, no doubt about it. The the key is this, you know, I don't I don't have a problem with somebody like Jeff Levy getting another chance. And I just like to see a little bit of contrition from the guy. He's never really said, "Hey, we just screwed up and we got to do better." That's what I'd want to see from him, and I hadn't seen that. Yeah, yeah, that is uh, that is interesting. Well, that'll be an interesting column. Good, uh, good tease there for uh, for your colleagues' uh, column. It's good to see y'all at the game, Barry. I appreciate it, and I hope you get some rest at some point. Hey, thanks, Matt. You bet. There he goes, Barry Trammell, columnist, the Oklahoman. All right, Campus Confidential is coming up next. What does Aaron have in store for us today? And we'll get you an update on that uh, Baylor volleyball uh, 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 match that is uh, really come down the stretch here. We'll, we'll take a, a look next. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. They need a touchdown and a two-point conversion to tie. Only heard here. Second and nine. Snap is back. Prescott time deep middle. All season. Jones at the goal line. Touchdown. Sunday afternoon. It's your Cowboys and the Washington football team. Live from FedEx Field on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys in Washington, Sunday at 11 on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. Don't let pain and sports injuries keep you on the sidelines. Talk with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group Providence Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. You'll discover personalized orthopedic care for kids and adults from minimally invasive to advanced surgical options and the support of physical therapy during recovery. Our doctors and care teams listen to understand you and deliver the care that's right for you at every step. Request an appointment at ascension.org slash ProvidenceTXSportsMed. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 the Voice of the Bears, John Morris. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Since 2009, Dr. Philip Myatt in Waco Heart and Vascular has specialized in the treatment of diseases and disorders that affect the heart and its associated blood vessels. The doctors and staff at Waco Heart and Vascular are committed to giving Central Texans quality care in a timely and compassionate manner, treating patients the same way they would treat a member of their own family. They carefully explain treatment options to patients so they understand and trust the prescribed course of care. They come to you and your hometown so you can see them locally. Waco Heart and Vascular, 254-235-WELL. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby said Wednesday there have been preliminary discussions with NCAA's Football Oversight Committee and in coaching circles about possibly changing the early signing period for recruiting. Oklahoma has finalized a deal with Jeff Levy to be the Sooners' new offensive coordinator that will make him one of the highest-paid coordinators in college football. 
Thursday Night Football has the Steelers and the Vikings 720 kickoff on Fox. High school football tonight, Lorena taking on Laga Vista in Georgetown with a 7 o'clock kickoff, and Marlin and Holly in Weatherford, also a 7 o'clock kickoff. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Game Time. You know, obviously DeMarcus Lawrence left after the first week. Randy Gregory's been in and out. Brent Urban was placed on injured reserve a few weeks ago. Back in the preseason when the Cowboys visited the Arizona the Cardinals, they lost defensive tackle Neville Gallimore, who's, you know, clearly the best defensive tackle. And so he hasn't played at all so far this season. That's their starting four. DeMarcus Lawrence, Neville Gallimore, Brent Urban, Randy Gregory. And they have never had all four of them together. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Audience, Matt Mosley, a reminder at uh, 515, which is not far away, um, we'll have the uh, Baylor's Director of Athletics, that would be Mac Rhodes, will be, uh, will be joining the program. So everybody be by the uh, dial. But right now it is time for Campus Confidential where we react to all the college football and college athletics news out there. Aaron uh, uh, Sexton always uh, has our, our latest stories. Aaron, uh, I know you're taking a peek up at the TV because the, uh, uh, the Bears are playing Minnesota in a, uh, in a volleyball, and the seeding in volleyball is a little different in the fact that, uh, that Baylor would be what you'd call the number five overall seed. So basically they kind of would be called maybe the fifth best team in the country. And then uh, Minnesota's at 12. But in this match, in this particular match, uh, it is, uh, it's two sets, they split two sets to two sets. Aaron, uh, how are things shaking out in that, uh, in that deciding set? They have some, they have some work to do. It's in a timeout right now and they trail Minnesota in the fifth set, 15 to 10, so. Yeah. Oh, man, you don't want to fall that far behind in volleyball. Um, got to break that. Got to break some of the, you know, got to get on a roll here. And uh, Gophers playing extremely well. And Ryan McGuire, uh, Baylor's been so good all year. They, uh, they've got, they got a great team. They've had some players come back that uh, were kind of extended, given kind of a super uh, senior year, so to speak. And um, really, really had thought this team would have a chance to win it all. Maybe they still will, but they've got work to do. As Aaron said, we'll keep an eye on it. And uh, uh, by the way, we, we want you to stay with us. But if you want to listen to us and take a peek at that game, I, I did hear it was on ESPNU um, on, uh, on TV right now. All right, Aaron, what else do you have for us in Campus Confidential? The Associated Press All-Big 12 team announced today Baylor senior safety Jalen Petrie was named Defensive Player of the Year and second-year Baylor head coach Dave Aranda was honored as the AP all, as the uh, AP Coach of the Year. It was determined by a vote of a panel of 20 sports writers and sportscasters who regularly cover the league, including Barry Trammell, who we just had on. He, he is one of the AP voters who votes on that. Aranda got 15 of the 20 votes for Coach of the Year. Oklahoma State's Mike Gundy got the other five. Petrie, 
a first-team safety for the second year in a row, had 17.5 tackles for loss and was the only player in the nation during the regular season with at least three forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries, and two interceptions. He got 12 of the 20 votes for Defensive Player of the Year. Oklahoma State linebacker Malcolm Rodriguez got the other vote. Got five votes. Uh, Baylor Bears on the first team. Connor Galvin makes it, the uh, t- the uh, tackle from Katie. Uh, Tristan Ebner makes it as the all-purpose player on the defensive side of the ball. Siaka Ika, Siaki Ika, excuse me, makes it the defensive tackle and transfer from LSU. Linebacker Terrell Bernard and Salen J- J- and safety Jalen Petrie all make the first team. The second team, Abram Smith. Center Jacob Gall, wide receiver Tyquan Thornton, named to the second team. The Offensive Player of the Year was Iowa State running back Brees Hall, and Newcomer of the Year was Texas wide receiver Xavier Worthy. That's interesting. I, I, I thought Worthy would be named like Freshman of the Year, and they might give like Newcomer of the Year to uh, Ika, this being his first year to get to play for the Bears. But uh, uh, all of that is very interesting. I'm trying to think of, of anybody I didn't hear that I thought was deserving for the Bears. We can always nitpick these things. I mean, I think they got some good names there. I think um, I think JT Woods, I didn't hear his name on the first two teams. I would have liked to have seen it. I think Christian Morgan, uh, I know he got banged up late in the season, got hurt, but uh, I thought he was really, really good. I thought both the safeties for the Bears – um, could have been considered. I also think Dylan Doyle could have uh, definitely been on one of those first two teams. And um, I thought Gabe Hall, uh, I, I just thought he he ended up having a tremendous season. T.J. Franklin, too, you know, he, he had a good one. But I thought, I thought Gabe Hall, all those guys, I mean, Utley, Maxwell, Hall, Franklin, I mean, those, those guys all came on and really, really finished strong, uh, but 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 they got it right. I mean, Petrie's the best, uh, the big the, the the Big Twelve Defensive Player of the Year. I can't remember somebody else like uh, PFF. You remember Aaron? They picked. It wasn't even. I don't think it was Rodriguez or Petrie. You remember who they picked? It was somebody we were kind of like, what? It, um, it was an Oklahoma player, wasn't it? Benito. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, it was uh, Nick Benito, who's a good player, but to name him the Defensive Player of the Year. When you got Rodriguez at OSU and and you got Petrie, I mean, that was just a strange deal. I know they kind of, you know, I'm sure they go, well, we looked at all the film and this is what we came up with. But uh, I like, I like, I, I for the most part, I think everybody did fine on, on picking these things. And uh, I thought the Athletic, you know, did a nice job because they, they recognized Connor Galvin on that first team as well. Good to see Gall represented. I thought, uh, I thought, um, I thought Miller came in and, and uh, really, really helped the Bears. And and I said this yesterday, but I'll say it again. Khalil Keith graded out as high as anybody in the country. I mean, PFF, and, and I probably, and I understand this, since Khalil was not always a full-time starter, and, you know, uh, oh, he traded out some time. Byers was in there some. My man, Mose Jeffrey, I like that guy, Mose, uh, M-O-S-E, he, he would come in there every once in a while. I love this line. I mean, I just thought the line had a lot of great depth, a lot of good young young guys, uh, good young men, I should say. And, um, and I thought Mateus did a nice job, you know, kind of 
getting everybody together. But it's like free agency, Aaron. You look out there, look around the country, and go, well, what about this guy from Buffalo here in the portal? What about this guy up there in the – what about the guy at Vanderbilt? Miller. Well, we'll take a peek at him. And, and both of those guys stepped in and were tremendous for the Bears. So the portal really, really helped Baylor – uh, in that area, and it's not the only place. Um, Drew Estrada transferred in from um, like one of those Ivy League schools. Yeah, was it Cornell? I don't know, whatever Ivy League school it was, Princeton, one of those. And uh, boy, he's been great for the Bears. I mean, I I would have considered Estrada's played so well that I know Thornton's the best wide receiver, but I would have, uh, I mean, Sneed or Estrada. Could have could have uh, snuck up there and gotten maybe a second team type mention. I, I love the way Estrada has come on this season. And by the way, I don't know who the well Iowa State has such great tight ends. Kohler, I'm sure was the was the number one tight end. But there's another one on that team. There's 11 and 88. I think 88's Kohler. Whoever 11, number 11 is for Iowa State, he's awesome too. What I was going to say though, I, Blake Sims could have been. Uh, on the, one of the top two teams, on, on the second team. I mean, he, I, he had a tremendous season for the Bears. Okay. Uh, Aaron, what is uh, what else do you have for Campus Confidential? Real quick, Drew Estrada transferred from Dartmouth. Okay, yep. And, uh, yeah, I was surprised. The biggest surprise for me was, was JT Woods. I figured he would at least, you know, I mean, they yeah. named three teams. I thought he would be on one of them. But uh, the teams. Bears, Bears well-represented. Are you saying there was a first, second, and then like an honorable mention? Oh, no, was no. There a third you know what? Team? There, was, there was only first and second team. You're, okay. you are correct. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. I misstated no that. But, yeah, I, I thought, right. I well, thought he would still your, make it. We're going we're gonna to dock your pay for that. <laughs> uh, what, what else? Uh, there would be nothing left, huh? Yeah, what right? else, uh, Aaron? What do you, I know what the else station do you money. <laughs> <laughs> right. Baylor linebacker Terrell Bernard is having a great day. Not only was he uh, – just named first team All Big 12 by the Associated Press. He was also nominated as a semifinalist for the Mayo Clinic Comeback Player of the Year Award. There were nine players nominated for the award. Three winners and six honorable mentions will be revealed December 21st. Donations of $30,000 will be made in their names to the general scholarship fund of each player's schools, and the winners will be honored at the Fiesta Bowl on January 1st. Okay, that was for what now? I was getting all this. Uh, somebody was responding to something we had said via text. That The ones you just announced was which one? The Mayo I'm Clinic Comeback my... Player of the Year. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, that that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. I, I may have said earlier that he was like the AP comeback, the Mayo Clinic. Okay, good. We do not want to slight the folks from the Mayo Clinic. Aaron, When you, if you and I ever have a serious illness, let's pray that doesn't happen, the Mayo Clinic, that's a very, very famous there's a couple that really catch my eye. There's, there's the Mayo, and then there's like the Cleveland Clinic. There's one hospital in Cleveland that's huge. Where's Mayo? Is that like Minnesota or something? Where's the Mayo Clinic? That's a big one. And then there's, uh, and then obviously cancer treatments. Uh, MD Anderson's a great one. I mean, it doesn't get any better than in Houston. But the Mayo Clinic, Aaron, we need, we need to have as many friends from the Mayo Clinic as we can, okay? That's a good one if we ever really get in some serious uh, issues. And the great news is, I mean, right, one of our sponsors out there at uh, Ascension Providence, right in our very own backyard, is unbelievable. And they got a great sports uh, medicine program out there as well. Hello, Dr. Lance Ellis, if you're out there listening. 
Lance Alice, big-time listener of our show. We appreciate him. And also, Aaron, the doctor, is an essential providence that that one day you made one of the greatest catches you've ever made <laughs> where I was about to butcher his name beyond belief, and, and somehow at the last minute you figured it out, and then I was able to sound halfway, halfway intelligent. Aaron, um, what else do you have for us in Campus Confidential? Alabama quarterback Bryce Young is the AP College Football Player of the Year, giving the Crimson Tide their second consecutive winner. Young received 42 of 53 first-place votes and 137 points to easily finish ahead of Michigan defensive end Aiden Hutchinson, who finished second with four first-place votes and 67 points. Pittsburgh's quarterback Kenny Pickett was third. Alabama linebacker Will Anderson Jr. was fourth, and Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud was fifth. Devonta Smith, the wide receiver from Alabama and currently the Philadelphia Eagles, was last year's winner, so that's two years in a row Wow! that wow. a player from Alabama has won the award. He's going to win the Heisman. They may just oh, yeah. name this it's, thing after <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> this, is, this, is probably, this is probably the least suspenseful Heisman yeah. I, I can remember in a long time. It just everyone but, knows. But, you know, a couple of weeks ago it wasn't like that. That's what's funny. It, it, now it's I, – I know what you're saying – now it's not suspenseful, but a couple of weeks ago, and the guy, you think about it, Alabama was about to get beat in that game. They were down just a couple of weeks ago. Think about it. They were down like 10 to 3. And then to, that kid the makes Bowl, that yeah. unbelievable, yeah, in the Iron Bowl, he makes an unbelievable drive. Uh, Aaron, bad news. That that Baylor game's over. That uh, In the fifth set, they end, it only goes to 15. And so they did get beat 15 to 10. You 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 probably saw them over there, kind of uh, uh, trying to trying to you know ra- kind of get together after the game. But uh, it's over, it's over. One of my uh, uh, one of our volleyball experts on the show, a guy named, by the name of Daniel, uh, was what was monitoring this thing, Aaron, and he wanted to let us know the game the the, the thing has ended, Ugh. and the and the Bears have lost. Aaron, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know what else to say. It's um, that's sad. That's sad. I mean, what do we? Do you think Mac Rhodes is even going to come on with us now? I think I he'll mean, still I, join I'm, us. Yeah. You it's think so? Still a okay. great year. Not not the year that they wanted, but still a great year. The year of the bear, 2021. All right, Aaron. You got any? What do you want to end with? So we don't have to end on such a sad note. Uh, that's. Oh no, Aaron. <laughs> you don't have anything else. No. I, I hate to end on such a such an awful deal there. Let me see if I can come up with something here. Let me get a. Let me get that Levy news. Had we had, um, we had our man on earlier, and that thing hadn't become official. Um, the uh, the Levy to Oklahoma, but everybody knows it's happening. Okay, I got something for you. Here we go, Aaron. You'll love this. Um, Calvin Thib- Thibodeau, or probably Thibodeau. Let's call it Thibodeau. Uh, kind of a Cajun last name will be the new defensive line coach at SMU. He's been at Oklahoma since 2016. Well, there you go. You go right down there to the Sooners, you Mustangs, you crazy Mustangs, and you get Calvin Thibodeau. And what's interesting, doesn't Coach Thibodeau for the, you know, who's uh, who's been, you know, the NBA coach for a long time, I think he actually does it Thibodeau. I know that sounds weird, but I'm pretty sure – his is Thibs instead of Tibbs. Anyway, uh, Coach Thibodeau, Calvin Thibodeau, will be the new D-line coach at SMU And that. Oh, Aaron, one last thing. It looks like the Clemson offensive coordinator, 
um, that Tony Elliott is expected to decide soon between these schools. He'll either stay at Clemson. He'll take the he he he'll he'll take the Virginia head coaching job, or possibly go to Duke as the head coach. Aaron, if you had to make that decision between offensive coordinator at stay at Clemson for a lot of money, go be the head coach at Duke, or go be the head coach at Virginia, what decision would you make? I think I would try Virginia. The ACC besides Clemson is pretty wide open, and I think that would be a pretty good job. I would have to say no to Duke, so that would definitely be my third choice. At Duke, you'll always be the second fiddle to the basketball program. But, you know, kind of at Virginia, too. But but you're right. Maybe you have a better chance of winning at Virginia. You saw it this year. Uh, Pitt won the uh, ACC title, and almost nobody heard about it because no one watched it. It was the least rated game of all the <laughs> of all the sort of big conferences. Uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside, as always. And that was Campus Confidential. All right, uh, Mac Rhodes coming up, uh, Baylor Director of Athletics. But next, we'll get you caught up on some Cowboys news. Interesting stuff coming from Mike McCarthy. What did Mike promise us? That's next. Ring in the new year with Baylor football in the All-State Sugar Bowl. It's the Big 12 Champion Bears and the Ole Miss Rebels Saturday, January 1st from New Orleans in the All-State Sugar Bowl. It's the Big 12 and the SEC on January 1st in the All-State Sugar Bowl right here on the home of Baylor Bear football, ESPN Central Texas. Are you in the market to buy or sell a home and need an agency to deliver excellent results? Camille Johnson Realtors is excited to assist you with one of the most important decisions for you and your family, whether it be residential, commercial, or farm and ranch properties. Camille and her all-star team of agents are ready to help buyers and sellers through what can be a stressful period in their lives. Enjoy the multiple listings, community and school information, and photos of the area on their website, CamilleJohnson.com. Camille Johnson Realtors is a proud supporter of Baylor Athletics. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. Combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. When it comes to me and my money, I know the way it should be. I need a partner I can count on. That's Jenko and me. 
Genco has extended their offer till the end of the year. Refinance your vehicle today at Genco with rates as low as 1.69% for 48 months and have 90 days of no payments. Refinancing can lower your payment so you pay less for your car. Apply online and get an additional 0.1% off our already low rate. You can't pass on rates this low and make no payments for 90 days. For more information, go to GencoFCU.org. Annual percentage rate subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. NCUA, equal housing lender. They're people I trust. They treat me like family. My money, my future, my credit union. Genco. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. Presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. All right, it is Matt Mosley. You heard it. Our presenting sponsor is Central National Bank. Thank you, Brian Fonville. Thank you, Joe Nesbitt, one of the great uh, commercial banks, really, in the country, certainly in the state of Texas, and uh, locally owned by some tremendous families. In fact, our own Drayton McLean, who is uh, Drayton McLean Jr., um, who is, by the way, the McLean uh, that the uh, stadium is the namesake of. Uh, he is uh, uh, lives right down in Temple. In fact, right down the road in Temple and uh, listens all the time, and his family's a part of that bank and uh, the ownership group. And, and what a great, great the Nesbitt family have been unbelievable stewards of that bank and uh, have been in the banking industry for a long time. And while Joe has dabbled in, in theater, and uh, he's a very talented guy of many pursuits. He's also a really, really good banker. And so uh, he keeps having to go to the office. I mean, he'd like just to go up and be on stage and, and, uh, and do some films. And, and then, of course, uh, Fonville, the executive vice president, is over there. He, he can play pretty much any instrument and is uh, tremendously talented. In fact, I've been trying to recommend to him, uh, Aaron, and I recommend it to you and all our listeners, to listen to uh, and to watch that new documentary on the Beatles. I say new; it's footage from 1969 when they were uh, trying. <laughs> they were basically trying to uh, put together a uh, what was going to be a live show, and it was going to be a it was going to be kind of a documentary, uh, and, and and then it turned into a movie. There was going to be a TV show. They didn't really know what it was going to be, and what's happened is. Peter Jackson went back and somehow got a hold of all that footage and curated all of it and sort of put it together, ramped it together, and you just get to sit there and watch about three weeks of the Beatles, and this was the year before they broke up, just hanging out. George got mad and just quit at one point, uh, George Harrison, and he just quit the band. And then, you know, a couple of days later, they, they convinced him to come back Yoko Ono is just there the whole time. She never leaves. She's just like, during breaks, John will be sitting in her lap. I mean, it's just the strangest thing ever, but they all acted like it was pretty normal. And um, and it was it's just wild. If you're into music, the history of uh, music and, and all that kind of stuff, I would highly recommend it. Now, if you're not, 
I can see how people would think it was extremely boring because a lot of it is just listening to them talk for hours at a time. And I'm so into the Beatles that that interests me. But I can totally understand why it wouldn't interest everybody. So I want to warn you. It's not like, oh, man, this is going to be an exciting movie. No, it's the Beatles hanging out. And it's basically like a fly-on-the-wall type experience where you watch them. But uh, I started all that by saying thank you, Central National Bank. And thank you to Shorty's Pizza Shack. Still one of my favorite uh, pizza places uh, really anywhere. But in Central Texas, it's one of the few places you can go and I can just get a slice of pizza. Now, they'll make the, the great pizzas any type you want. But I love being able to go by and get a slice of uh, pepperoni and then go on my way. Uh, but if you want to stay, they got uh, beautiful uh, TVs and um, they got a great uh, – Kind of great place to watch games, and it's right there on the edge of campus, on the edge of the Baylor campus, right over there on 12th Street, all right? Uh, kind of where, for those of us that went to Baylor, we remember the old HEB over there. It's, it's really close to that area, and uh, what a great place it is. And I appreciate all our uh, Ted, Shorty Browning, uh, uh, Kyle Ferguson, brother of Wallace, and uh, – and uh, Chris Salazar, all our friends over there, we appreciate Shorty's Pizza Shack. Uh, one of the reasons they partner with us is because I'm always over there getting pizza from them, okay? And we just all got to be friends. So I appreciate them and appreciate their partnership. It is the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside. Aaron, the Cowboys just kind of, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, it, you know, it's today is a, is a we're kind of monitoring to see what kind of progress um, the, you know, Randy Gregory's making, Neville Gallimore, are they going to play? Are they going to ju- – I mean, will it be will it be a full complement of players? Could that happen? What's going on with this foot injury that, that uh, Pollard suddenly has, Tony Pollard? Why will they – why does uh, – why, why are they being so stubborn with Zeke when he's not right? Uh, they're going to keep putting him out there even though he's not exactly helping the team that much? There's a lot to unpack there. But the coach was finally back in the building today, and it was good to have him back. It was Mike uh, McCarthy, and he's out of COVID protocols. Mike's sounding good, looking good, says he feels great. Ha- even though he's vaccinated, he did have the COVID, and uh, he's doing better. Well, I think he's feeling so good that he starts he starts making promises, he starts making predictions, and I don't know if it's a good thing, bad thing. Maybe it'll fire up the players. I think the scary thing is it might fire up the Washington football team. But I want I want our folks to hear what Mike McCarthy, head football coach of the Dallas Cowboys, had to say earlier today. Uh, we know what people think of us. We love that. Uh, we're comfortable who we are, where we are. Uh, but I'm excited about what's in front of us because, you know, we, we – you know, we're, we're going to win this game. Um, I'm confident in that and just, to, you know, the prep that's going into it. Uh, but, you know, more importantly, we're going to, you know, we want to improve too along the way. So I think that's all part about what the challenge of December football gives you. Wow. We're going to win this game. I mean, that reminds me of the, the guy who held up the sign. I think it was in that TCU game. And he got a lot of acclaim for it. The Baylor, I think his name's Andrew Miner. We're going to win. I think he held it up, you know, even when they were down to TCU. I think that's when that sign became somewhat famous. 
Um, and Andrew Miner now covers the uh, the uh, the Baylor women for uh, our Daily Bears. I believe that's the. I believe I'm I'm being accurate there. Uh, Aaron, do you do you like the bravado of one Mike McCarthy? The man comes off COVID, COVID protocols, and he's just making predictions. He's ready to roll. Do you like do you like that attitude, or do you think it was foolish to give Ron Rivera and the suddenly red hot Washington football team even more fire? I mean, this is this is classic bulletin board material, is what we used to call it. Now you call it, I don't know what you call it these days. Just on the internet. And um I would say the Washington football team has already heard all about this, knows about it. I mean, this kind of stuff, I, when I was covering the Cowboys on like a daily basis, if, if, if Justin Tuck for the Giants or my man, oh, man, Selleck used to be my favorite Eagles player. I really liked Brent Selleck, great guy, became a great friend. I mean, they would fire things up, and that would get the Cowboys mad, it'd get the Eagles fans mad. Aaron, do you uh, – do you think Mike McCarthy has perhaps made a mistake here? Do you do you want to poke the bear, or should you let a sleeping what, what's the old saying? Let, you know, let a let a sleeping child lie. You don't want to you don't want to you don't want to you don't want to wake up a sleeping baby. That, and that's what the that's what the Washington football team is just a bunch of babies. You don't want to wake them up. Uh, they're already awake. This is the, this is the Cowboys, and this is a team. This is a game that they have to win to keep their playoff hopes alive and keep any chance of winning the NFC East alive. I mean, if they needed more motivation than they already should have had, then I then they were in trouble anyway. I don't mind it. I mean, it's it's kind of inconsequential. It's not like the old days, you know. And and honestly, if they were. If they were two and ten and two and eight or something like that, it would be different. But this is a huge game for both teams. He yeah. went over the history of the uh, rivalry with the current team. Uh, McCarthy did just to let the players know, you know, how far this goes back and how much these teams dislike each other and to get them ready. So I don't mind it. Oh, I I hate that I missed that, Aaron. I hate that I missed uh, Mike's history <laughs> lesson. I bet that was. I bet that was amazing. Golly. Thrill a I'd minute. Just keep watching the Beatles <laughs> and listen to Mike McCarthy give a history lesson. All right, um, we're going to give you a history lesson on Baylor athletics. The director of athletics for the Bears, Mac Rhodes, joins us next. Dr. Rao Ali has been helping Central Texans at Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsborough with necks, backs, arms, and really any part of the body that aches. Call Dr. Rao Ali. Now time for a Cowboys update. Hey everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. The run game is struggling the past several weeks, and it's bad timing this Sunday at Washington as the Cowboys go against the NFL's third best run defense. And now Tony Pollard dismissing practice with a foot injury. Details after this. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. 
Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, and get an exclusive DCU fan pack and member benefits. Dallas Cowboys United members receive exclusive access to virtual content, Cowboys Pro Shop discounts, early entrance to select Cowboys events, VIP experiences, and more. Memberships start at only $20. Visit DallasCowboys.com United to join today. That's DallasCowboys.com United. It's no secret the Cowboys' run game has struggled the past couple months as Zeke Elliott plays on a sore knee. And now Tony Pollard has missed practice this week with a foot injury. The team thinks Pollard will be able to play in Sunday's crucial division game at Washington, which boasts the third-best run defense in the league. As for Zeke, that knee's bothered him the past couple months, so coaches have cut his number of plays. But if you think Zeke is going to back off and rest the knee, think again. I'm never going to be 100%. I mean, it's a tough game. I take a lot of pride being out there. <laughs> yeah, he's going to have to drag me off of the field. He's going to have to drag me off of it. Sunday's game is a noon central kickoff. With the boys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales. If you suffer from chronic pain, whether it's neck or back, arthritis, migraines, or any part of your body, it doesn't have to be that way. Dr. Rao Ali is a board-certified pain specialist that offers his services to Central Texans from Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro. He can find the best treatment to help you improve daily function and increase your quality of life. Call Dr. Rao Ali for an appointment, 469-562-4188. That number again, 469-562-4188. Baylor Football on ESPN Central Texas. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving regionally inspired Texas-style craft drinks. Offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Increasing clouds and mild conditions tonight. Lows fall to 64 degrees. Clouds to start the day tomorrow. Otherwise, clearing skies 84 degrees to high, and that will be a record high. Front moves across the area late Friday into Saturday, so much cooler on Saturday, but sunny and a high of 58. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby said Wednesday there have been preliminary discussions with NCAA's Football Oversight Committee and in coaching circles about possibly changing the early signing period for recruiting. 
Oklahoma has finalized a deal with Jeff Levy to be the Sooners' new offensive coordinator that will make him one of the highest-paid coordinators in college football. Thursday Night Football has the Steelers and the Vikings 7:20 kickoff on Fox. High school football tonight, Lorena taking on Laga Vista in Georgetown with a 7 o'clock kickoff, and Marlin and Holly in Weatherford, also a 7 o'clock kickoff. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Well, uh, Mac Rhodes has uh, uh, continues to be uh, on a on a hot streak here. He's done a great job bringing in some of these talented coaches and the Bears. The year of the Bear has continued. A little bit of a setback today. Uh, the uh, volleyball team lost a five set tough one uh, to Minnesota, and uh, they were knocked out of the NCAA tournament in the Sweet Sixteen. And uh, that's tough. The uh, the volleyball has been su- such a great program, and and uh, they they did some uh, uh, some great uh, portal work here recently, and getting Brian Skinner's daughter and uh, well Riley Skinner and these other, and then her sister. Both those players are just unbelievable. They were great at Kentucky. They won a national title, and then uh, one of the Skinners uh, comes to Waco, Texas, and uh, so anyway, tough. Tough one today. We are uh, Max been in some uh, high level meetings uh, this week, and I believe we've uh, reached him. I think I just heard uh, Mac Rhodes, Baylor's director of athletics, joining the Matt Mosley show. Uh, Mac, uh, hello and uh, congratulations on the uh, the recent uh, Big Twelve football title. That was uh, that was uh, a very exciting uh, afternoon for for a lot of us. Yeah, that was uh, that was a uh, quite a game and uh, unbelievable finish, as as we all know. And uh, certainly glad it it uh, it ended up uh, in our in our favor. That would have been a miserable twenty four to forty eight <laughs> hours, and and probably you know a week if if not more. But uh, just you know so happy for for Coach Aranda and, and our staff and our our young men and. You know, to to see McVeigh make that play and just you know, uh, it's it's even more special when you know just you know who he is as a as a young man and you know not uh, not not supposed to start a game and you know comes up with an interception and uh, and then that that game went in play so uh, certainly a special day. We were trying to vote for him for player of the game. No offense to, to the young Mr. Shapin, but uh, his name was not listed in the portal, Mac. I think you probably heard that in the post game. And uh, I even had grabbed somebody's phone and was trying to do like a write-in vote. And I said, well, maybe there's a way. And even, <laughs> Mac, with all my extensive tech, tech background, I could not crack into the system to get McVeigh in there. But I, Jaron was certainly uh, – he was certainly worthy. Now I saw a good picture of you watching it all happen, and then I think I saw uh, David Kay kind of trying to reach his head around down there and get a look at it. Um, was that? I bet your heart was uh, 
was in your throat. But you had a pretty good view down there, didn't you? Yeah, I had a I had a great view. I was just you know I was right down there at the at the corner, and you know quite frankly, I I thought uh, their running back was going to get in. I thought he he had the the angle, and uh, Jaron made such a just a, an unbelievable all all out effort. You know, I'm sitting there, you know, probably the last minute, you know, minute and a half, thinking, you know, do we let them score? Do we let them score? Do we let them score so that we have you know, yeah. some, some time on the clock to, to maybe, you know, have a, have a chance to, to come back and score, but, um, you know, just lights out by our defense and, uh, and they did it, you know, they did it all game long. And so, uh, just, just happy for them all. You know, you think about a, a Jalen Petrie and a Terrell Bernard that are just such special young men and have been through a lot and, along with Jaron and others. And just, to, to see them come out, uh, come out on top is, is really, really cool. You and I are on the same page. I'm thinking about letting them score. I'm also thinking, wait, why? They're trying to rush up there. Stop calling these timeouts. Like, they're, they're, <laughs> they're up there trying to get in. <laughs> so, I was up there, you know, doing a fair share of second guessing. And then, of course, you're right, though. They've held them out the whole game. So, it made sense to try to just try to keep holding them out. But that was uh, – that was really uh, an amazing thing uh, to watch and to get back there after the pandemic, which was such a weird deal, and for for Coach Aranda to be in that. I mean, I what what an amazing turnaround that was, and uh, it has to be so rewarding for you. Uh, I mean, you went out and hired the guy, but but you know, I think you've grown to really appreciate Dave Aranda for the human being that he is, and he's a different guy. I mean, think about all the guys you've been around. Rule, Herman, I think you hired Levine at one point. I mean, all these people, these are all, I'm not saying they're all alike. They're all different personalities, but nobody's like Aranda. Nobody's bringing up the Berenstain Bears, the Velveteen Rabbit, or all this kind of stuff. I mean, Mac, this is a different guy, and I'm just wondering, did did you, when you first started talking to him, did, you, did it ever cross your mind like, wait, is this guy too reserved what was going through your mind when you first kind of started visiting with him yeah you know I just I think you know his uniqueness and and because he's you know he's built different and uh he puts you know different value on different things um that's probably you know one of the things that that really really attracted me to him along with his humility um you know all of those things and so um, he is different. What you love about him most is, is that he's, he's genuine and he's, he's not trying to be different. It's just no. who he is. And, you know, I said this to somebody earlier today that, um, you know, I was, I was so happy for him, but also just a, a fan of college athletics and, and certainly of college football. Um, we, we need people like coach Aranda to, to win at the, the highest level, um, because of who he is. And, you know, um, he says it, you know, person over player, but he, he lives it out in the way he, he, uh, he leads our, our program and, and interacts with our, our young men. And so, you know, I'm, I'm just so fired up for him and, and the staff and, and again, our, our young men and, um, you know, coach, coach is unique, but, but when, when I say unique, I, I mean that in a really, really positive, positive way. 
Yeah, I know you do, and, and uh, I, I've been around a lot of these coaches as well, and uh, even some of these NFL coaches, and no one's quite like him as far as the explanations he provides and that kind of thing. Uh, talking to Mac Rhodes, Baylor Director of Athletics. Okay, at least this next question. Um, the, it was reported that uh, you and, and Coach Aranda and, and whoever his representation is were talking about a new contract or an extension, whatever the case may be. Um, are, are you close to something? Can you, can you shed any light on that? The only re- one reason I bring it up is because, obviously, every time there's a new opening, as you know, his name comes up first. So it's, it's flattering, I know, but it also has to be a little bit hectic for an AD to constantly be dealing with this. Yeah, you know, I, I would just say that we're we're in process, and uh, you know, I've been at peace, you know, this this entire time, and you know, Coach and I started started talking, I don't know, six weeks ago now, maybe, um, mm-hmm. about about future, and and really, it was longer than that when we when we first began our, our conversation was, you know, the day that that uh, LSU announced you know, uh, Ed Ogeron would, wouldn't be back. And, and so, you know, it, uh, it dates all the way back, back to then. And, you know, he, we talked about him wanting to be here and, and no other place. And, and so, uh, you know, I trust that. I, I know that he trusts me that, uh, that we're going to do something for him that that's fair. And, and again, we're in that process and, you know, why is it taking so long if we, we started, conversation you know way back when um it's because he's 100 percent focused and was 100 percent focused on on coaching our football team and and uh and because we have a trusting relationship that um you know i uh i certainly you know believe and trust when when he tells me he wants to be here and nowhere nowhere else and and he trusts and and believes when when i tell him hey we're gonna we're gonna put something together that's that's fair. We're going to do what we can at, at Baylor. And, um, and, you know, he, he feels good about that. So we'll, we'll get there, I think, you know, uh, soon, but, um, you know, whether that's in the next day or two or, you know, another seven days, Mm -hmm. um, who, who knows it'll be, you know, sometime probably within that, within that timeframe. Do you think I'll be your first call when it does get done or, or maybe second call? Yeah, probably top five, somewhere in there. It <laughs> continues five. to rotate. It, oh, man, I was always wanting to be at the top of that rotation. Talking to, to Mac Rhodes, uh, what about this? I mean, I, the coaching carousel has been wild. I, I think some of this leads to Do you are you going to have to change this early signing period? I saw Commissioner Bowlesby weighed in on some of that. He thinks that may have to happen fairly soon. Um, Mac, you've been involved in several. You've had to hire a lot of coaches. But I, I don't recall, and I don't think this is like recency bias, I don't recall one as wild as this, that, that uh, especially people leaving some of these blue blood programs like we've seen. Do you remember anything that rivals what we've seen over the last month or two or the last, you know, three or four weeks? Yeah, no, this, this one was absolutely unprecedented and, uh, just, uh, the, 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 uh, the volume of change and then, and then certainly the, the magnitude of it, you know, just some of the, some of the openings, um, you know, some of the, the shifting. And so, um, you know, unlike any, 
any other year that that I certainly can recall. And and I do think the, the early signing period is is a part of that. And um, you know, you think about you know back in 2016, December of 2016, at the end of the year. So it was you know probably that first week of December we we hired Matt Rule, and uh, there was no early signing period. So you know he had some time. You know we only had the one verbal recruit, and that was uh, Jalen. You know Petrie, and that's been well documented. But you know you think about you know uh, what it would have looked looked like if if there would have been the the early signing period, and uh, what what kind of class could we would we have have signed? Um, and so uh, because we we didn't have an early signing period, it, it gave you know Matt and and staff some time to put together a really, really good class, which many of them uh, helped us win a, a big 12 championship last, last Saturday. And, uh, and so it could have been completely different if, if there would have been a, uh, an early signing period and, and would we have had the success that we've had, you know, the last, you know, two or three years participating in the, in the big 12 championship game. And so I, I do think it's a driver. Um, I think it's something that uh, should be looked at, um, and and more than likely will be looked at. Yeah, I think it it, it it's like an unintended thing. You remember when it first happened? We kind of thought, well, this will be cool, and, and this will be, and it, and it almost was at first, and now it's become something completely different. Is this unlike this? Uh, uh, you know, expanding the playoff. Is this one of those things that uh, Mac? You think you could get maybe changed pretty quickly? I, it, it does seem like there's enough support around it where maybe even by uh, next year's, you know, uh, December rolls around, this thing could already be changed. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think there's a timeline, you know, uh, for for possible change by 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 the next re- recruiting cycle. But, um, you know, I think those conversations will, will need to take place, you know, sometime, you know, in uh, – early you know probably first quarter of of the uh of the 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 new calendar year so but um yeah we'll we'll see what happens and and again you know i i think there's some some really good about it um but but i also think this is one of the the unintended consequences that that we really need to think through all right uh talking to mac rhodes i wanted to ask you nikki collin uh so far um what an interesting time to become the baylor women's coach um i have enjoyed i have nikki on weekly with me and uh and so she's really fun to talk to and she's done some cool things on campus as far as reaching out to the students i know it's early but uh what have been your impressions because for you you don't really know mac until you see somebody get on the sideline and start coaching and um Following a legend like this is not easy for really anybody. You you have to kind of pick a special individual to do this. What have been your uh, impressions so far? Well, I think you're right. Number one, I think it is a special indi- individual that that has to, you know, follow a legend and, and has to have some some thick thick skin and and has to have some some confidence in the way the way they do it because. She certainly doesn't do it uh, exactly the way that, that, that Kim did it. And, um, you know, I give her credit for, you know, her, her, her confidence and her belief in, in, uh, in how she wants to do it, how her and the staff are doing it. And uh, I think it's a work in progress. And uh, to be 9-1 and one on the season and, and ranked fifth, I would say that's, 
that's you know pretty good and uh and i don't believe we're we're playing our best basketball yet you know i think you're starting to see it click a little bit more on the on the defensive side of the ball and you know offensively um we we do things differently than than what we've done in the past and uh and i think you know you're starting to see that as well um our our uh, young ladies you know uh feel more comfortable in in that type uh that that scheme of of offense uh and so she's you know she's been terrific and uh the way she's she's interacted with with the uh the Baylor campus the way she's interacted with within the the athletic department um she's done you know I think an unbelievable job and then to you know come in and um and be really late in in the uh recruiting signing class 2022 signing class and to, to be able to you know her first signing class ranked in the, in the top 10 in the country a, a number nine ranked recruiting class um is is pretty dang good again given everything that she had to deal with you know from hiring new staff and it being late in the year and and trying to put that together so she's been nothing but but fantastic and um and i think there's just there's certainly better days ahead for for women's basketball she said she's going to be – she tweeted that she's going to be in the Bear Pit at the men's game Sunday. That's a Villanova. It's a matchup number two Bears versus number six Villanova. Mac, is that a good idea? I've I've seen some of those folks that are in that Bear Pit. Now, Steve Rodriguez is kind of a rough-looking character with a with a thick beard. He seems like he can fit in there pretty well. Nikki is uh, – I mean, she – I don't know. I don't know how she'll handle that Bear Pit situation. Should we have – should should we warn her before we send her into something like that? Yeah, I, if if you've spent any time around Nikki, you you know that uh, she'll she'll handle it without any any problem. She's uh, <laughs> she's she's pretty tough, and um, you know I would say that um, you know look out bear pit. <laughs> look out bear pit. All right, since we're talking hoops, I did one last thing for you on the uh, pavilion. You were saying I think last time you were on maybe late. December here we are in fairly early December or is it still tracking that direction um I'm I'm reading the tea leaves I'm starting to you know how I like to predict things and uh I feel like it's it's kind of blowing one direction um where do you um where do things stand and do you is it coming into sight I know there's probably a vote that needs to take place uh is it are you still kind of tracking in that direction the timetable you talked about last time. Yeah, I still think by the by the end of this this calendar year, so what's the the, the ninth thirty one days, and so what is that twenty two days from you know within within twenty two days, I I think okay. we'll have some some clarity of of site location, and uh, so I think we're still tracking for that, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to you know get over get over that that hurdle and then and then really begin to to focus on you know when we when we break ground all right um as long as i can see it from that baylor club i was up there uh yesterday and i that, those those beautiful panoramic views wherever it ends up i want to be able to to see it from the baylor club and i know uh, i know you'll keep that in mind as y'all uh, as y'all uh, prayerfully consider this this huge decision yeah, we'll uh, we'll make sure to to uh, to make every every consideration of of that request. So, no no doubt. 
Mac, I, I appreciate it and uh, cannot wait. Uh, everybody, I think you've sold out of your allotment. In fact, uh, the Mosley family was desperately looking for more tickets, but uh, we're, we're bringing the whole group to uh, New Orleans. So a bunch of Baptists will be on Bourbon Street. Once again, it's becoming kind of our annual, uh, almost an annual trip. So that's going to be very exciting and uh, look forward to it. Appreciate you being on with us today. Well, appreciate it. We'll look forward to the Sugar Bowl, and uh, let's uh, fill up the Farrell Center here on Sunday at 2 p.m., uh, men's basketball versus Illinois. That'll be, that'll be a great game. It's going to be a great matchup. There he goes, Mac Rhodes, director of athletics for uh, Baylor University, and a man who uh, was our answer on a trivia question earlier today. Who is the only AD in the country right now who's, who's hired three coaches who have uh, uh, coached in a New Year's Six bowl game. All right, and it turned out that it was Mac Rhodes was the only AD, and one of those was Tom Herman. Um, one of those, because if you remember, Texas played the Sugar Bowl. One of those was uh, Matt Rule two, th- two years ago, and then Aranda will play in this one. And that trivia question brought to you by Kevin Gall, the uh, vice president, senior vice president of strategy. For, uh, Baylor. All right, Matt Mosley's show continues on. I want to talk a little bit more uh, next. Why don't we kind of react to some of those things that we just talked about, and I'll tell you what I'm hearing the latest on Dave Aranda in his future. That's all next. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. My name is Trevor Check of Baylor Athletics on the Thursday afternoon, Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor Volleyball, the number five national seed, bows out of the NCAA tournament. Give you details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance has protected fellow Texans with auto, home, health, and life insurance since 1952. With more than 260,000 square miles of land and 27 million people, that's a lot to cover. Whether you're wrangling cattle or wrangling kids, we're proud to protect Texans in all Texan ways of life. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to get insurance for Texans by Texans. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. The Baylor Bookstore on campus is your go-to location for the absolute latest in Baylor Nike gear. Shop in person or online at BaylorShop.com. Want to be a part of all things Baylor Athletics? Join the Baylor Cub Club presented by Green Eye Associates today. Free registration for the 2021-22 season is available now for kids 8th grade and under. Members receive discounted admission to select Baylor Athletics events and other great promotional items. Register at BaylorCubClub.com or email fan underscore engagement at Baylor.edu for additional information. Show off your Baylor pride and become a Cub Club member today. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. 
And back on the Thursday afternoon, Baylor Sports Beat. Baylor Volleyball, the number five national seed, playing in the Sweet 16 for the third consecutive year and matched up against number 12 seed Minnesota this afternoon in Madison, Wisconsin. Baylor bows out with a 3-2 loss to the Minnesota Golden Gophers, falling 15-10 in the decisive fifth set. Baylor ends the season at 22-5. They finished as runners-up in the Big 12 Conference with a 14-2 record, a sixth straight 20-win season for Ryan McGuire in Baylor volleyball comes to an end in the Sweet 16. Also in Baylor Athletics, Baylor men's basketball gearing up for a big game on Sunday. Baylor number two in the nation hosting number six Villanova in the Farrell Center. 2 p.m. tip-off Sunday for Baylor and Villanova in a rematch of a Sweet 16 matchup in Indianapolis at Hinkle Fieldhouse last season. Baylor sitting at 8-0 on the season. Villanova is 7-2. This game part of the Big 12 Big East Challenge a game again, 2 p.m. Sunday in the Farrell Center. And that's this afternoon's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Come join us. Helmet Aerospace, situated in Waco for 48 years and now hiring for several positions. Helmet produces fasteners for industrial applications such as transportation, renewable energy, and automotive. Helmet Aerospace is looking for production technicians, quality engineers, machining techs, maintenance electricians, and more. Most positions require a mechanical aptitude or background, and all jobs require a high school diploma or GED. Helmet Aerospace offers a complete benefits package from day one. Go to howmet.com slash join us. Search Waco for a complete listing. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby said Wednesday there have been preliminary discussions with NCAA's Football Oversight Committee and in coaching circles about possibly changing the early signing period for recruiting. Oklahoma has finalized a deal with Jeff Levy to be the Sooners' new offensive coordinator that will make him one of the highest-paid coordinators in college football. Thursday Night Football has the Steelers and the Vikings 7:20 kickoff on Fox. High school football tonight, Lorena taking on Laga Vista in Georgetown with a 7 o'clock kickoff, and Marlin and Holly in Weatherford, also a 7 o'clock kickoff. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley show. We uh, had a good visit there with. Um, Mac Rhodes, and we'll look at a few things that uh, he talked about. I think there's some important things in there. And, uh, again, wasn't able to narrow it down how close he is to getting something done with uh, uh, Dave Aranda, but just seems to be at a real piece and feels good about it. Now, he had a piece about 
Matt Rule. But the piece was, at that point, it was more about he. either way Matt Rule decided to go, he, he felt okay about it at that point. This is a different kind of piece. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm speaking for him, but the, what I understand Mac to be telling us is his piece is more about that Dave Aranda's not going anywhere. Uh, it's not like, oh, we'll be fine either way. I, I think if he thought Dave Aranda was about to go somewhere, there might be a deal in place this very evening, or it would have been in place last week. And I know people get nervous about these things, and Phil Knight's out there making a hire for Oregon, and, boy, everybody in Oregon says, oh, we want Dave Aranda. Well, I mean, his name came up everywhere. But you saw how quickly um, I thought that was interesting that it, that the name came up so quickly uh, that it was uh, even even uh, when the Ed Orgeron thing happened at LSU, and it became, you know, people thought, well, LSU will – probably look to Dave Rand, especially if Dave continued to have a really good season. And that's when the conversation immediately started between Mac Rhodes and Dave Aranda. I promise you this. If Mac Rhodes thought there was a chance Dave Aranda was going to leave, he would have already had this thing wrapped up. Now, some people will say, well, he should anyway. And I get that. But uh, at least if you, um, you, know, you listen to Mac, he says the reason is, Aranda's so focused on the season and really doesn't want to focus on these things. Now, do you, can you have agents and other people do these things for you? You bet. You bet. But Aranda's probably one of those guys that wants to have some involvement and think about this. And and it's more than just saying, hey, I'm going to get my contract and want to make a bunch of money and all that. You know, you want to take care of your staff, make sure your 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 staff. And the good news is Rhodes wants that too. Mac Rhodes wants that as well. I, I think everybody wants the same thing. It's not like he doesn't want to take care of these assistants. Now, there's one other Baylor thing I wanted to bring up that I haven't been able to mention that I should have mentioned by now. Uh, we lost an unbelievable Baylor legend. Now, not only is this a college football Hall of Famer, and we're talking about Bill Glass, graduated from Baylor in 1957. So around the time Baylor would have gone to like a, oh gosh, was that a Sugar Bowl? Back then, anyway, 1957, the late 50s, uh, Baylor had some mid to late 50s. They had some great, and even early 60s, had some great teams. Uh, John Bridgers had some great teams along that time, and uh, and Baylor had some great players. Well, Bill Glass was one of the greatest of them all, and he went on to have just a tremendous life of ministry and, uh, and sharing the gospel, and uh, we, we lost uh, Bill Glass uh, this past week. And uh, I, I just, uh, you just cannot stress, like, how big a deal that is. And um, uh, it, it's just, uh, he made an enormous impact. And he went on to uh, lead the Cleveland Browns to their uh, last NFL championship in 1964. And um, Bill Glass, you've heard about Bill Glass uh, Ministries. Um, and uh, Campus Crusade for Christ that he was in, involved in, that he established at Baylor. Uh, and then uh, uh, he even then, uh, basically shared his, his testimony at one of those enormous uh, Billy Graham Crusades. And um, so his ministry was known as the Bill Glass Behind the Walls. And for 50 years, his organization... Uh, shared Christ um, through the testimonies of 
uh, star athletes and volunteers in thousands of different venues and in hundreds of prisons over the years. So when you hear people talk about Bill Glass Ministries, those prison ministries, there are people that have spent uh, lifetimes and made that an enormous part of what they do. It's a, it's a very, very important thing, and Bill Glass made that his life's work. So anyway, I just uh, I, I keep reading it and thinking about Bill Glass, but I haven't brought that to the air. But I needed to, and, and he's a, he made an enormous impact. All right, we'll, we'll re- react more to what uh, Mac had to say to us, and we'll do that in uh, our uh, daily feature where we say goodbye to everybody uh, with our dismount. That's next. At UBO Business Services, we are brand agnostic. We support many different brands, but only the best products from each provider. Our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one-brand technology solution. Being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Blitz, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show. It is time for the dismount where we uh, say goodnight to you and... uh, we, uh, it's been a good show today. Uh, Barry Trammell with us from the Oklahoman talking about uh, Brent Venables, what it will mean to Oklahoma. Barry does a really nice job. He's been a great columnist there for a long time. And then, um, obviously talk to Mac Rhodes, the Baylor's director of athletics. Now, what is Mac saying about Dave Aranda in his future? Well, um, basically, uh, he said about six weeks ago. It goes back to when Ed Orgeron was, uh, uh, they, they, you know, announced he wouldn't be back. That's when the conversation started, and uh, about what they were going to do. And it said it, you know, could be in the next two days. It could be seven days. Didn't really want to put a timetable on it, but um, 
I, I'm looking back at exactly what he said. He, uh, he said that, you know, Aranda has made it very public and known that he wants to remain at Baylor. And Mac told us, I trust that, and I know he trusts me. All right? Now, again, would it make everybody feel better if this thing was done? Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, a contract sat on Sonny Dyke's desk for a good while. Where's Sonny Dyke's now? Well, he's not at SMU anymore. He's at TCU. But again, I, I, Sonny, I mean, it sort of became clear that he was going to leave. Dave Aranda has made it as clear as he possibly can. They didn't want to go anywhere. And he just likes the fit. He thinks he's a good fit for Baylor, and Baylor's a great fit for him. And I think Dave Miranda has come to think, I don't know if he got in the business and was thinking about sort of any kind of ministry type opportunity or anything like that. I don't want to get all, uh, I don't want to church this up too much. What I'm telling you is this, though. I think he thinks Baylor is a higher calling and, and, and it's a whole different kind of atmosphere than you get at most schools. I believe that. I think most alums uh, like like me um, think that about Baylor and I think that's where Dave is in his thinking now could Oregon come after him you bet they could but listen they're also out there thinking about oh could we bring Chip Kelly back could we bring you know there's there's about eight different guys that I'm seeing mentioned only reason I bring it up is because I I saw Aranda seems to be the first name mentioned in all these things but again my, I, I, I've seen things, I even, and I meant to even bring this up with, with Mac. I also saw that uh, there were some, some things when uh, that uh, Miami, before they just hired the Clemson AD, they wanted Mac. So Mac's not the, uh, Dave's not the only one whose name comes up. Mac's done a great job and uh, will continue to do so for Baylor. All right, we're going to continue doing our show, but we're going to wait till tomorrow, and we'll have you at 4 o'clock. Please join us. Don't be late. That's tomorrow. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Blitz, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Big 12 football on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, the National Football Foundation Hall of Fame induction banquet held this week in Las Vegas. One of the inductees, former OU coach Bob Stoops, who's now back on the sidelines temporarily in Norman. Details straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Hey, folks, John Morris for the Bruner Auto Family.